Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, tennis fans. Welcome to the Yellow Ball Network, where you'll find today's tennis discussions. This is your host, Coach Denise, exploring tennis blessings and its effects on life's journey. Tennis is a wonderful sport, which could be the vehicle that takes you through life's journey. And our mentors might provide that roadmap for your journey. For the last five-plus years, I've been blessed to be talking with mentors who have paved the pathway for many tennis players and coaches. Who are these mentors you will hear on our Thursday's broadcast? Well, the almighty will in at least once a month, you will continue hearing either Dr. Alan Fox or Coach Chuck Reese. Other mentors sharing their knowledge on Thursday's broadcast have been coaches like Ashley Hobson, Bobby Payless, Dr. Bryce Young, Ed Kras, uh, who you will actually hear uh, today on the broadcast, Coach Johnny Angel, Nick Saviano, Scott Williams, Energy Coach Linda LeClaire, and others. Besides these coaches sharing their knowledge, you may also hear other college or high school tennis coaches or even USTA, PTR, USPTA heads, as well as leaders from tennis and racket sports organizations. Because I do believe Dr. King, when he said, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter, each week you will hear my biased views on North American tennis and life. I would like to thank Yellow Ball CEO J.P. Weber for hosting the program on our network. And, of course, the nice thing about Block Talk Radio is you can listen at any time you choose to any of the programming on the Yellow Ball Network. <clears throat> Excuse me. Besides our Thursday conversation, the almighty willing, you will be able to continue reading my articles in Florida Tennis Magazine and as I have previously stated, if you disagree or want to comment, please email me at coachdenise.fhstca at att.net. Who knows, you may read your views in Florida tennis or hear them on future broadcasts of Coach Denise Exploring Tennis Blessings. Well, I think we have a very interesting show for you uh, today because it's a gentleman that I've known for a long time and uh, he's been a, a mentor to the Florida high school coaches. He's uh, attended some of the workshops and uh, as I stated in my commentary today, and I'll briefly go over it uh, for those of you i I know uh, some of you expressed a long time ago, and I've been doing it for almost two years. Uh, I'm not too old to change, but uh, I do post a commentary so you can read it. Uh, I know some of you don't like to hear the raspy voice, and that's why we have such great guests on. But the commentary today was about our subject tonight, so let me just go through the first part of it. And that is one-on-one doubles. When you can't find a doubles game, well, might be the answer. We might have the solution for you. 
even though some of us are returning to the tennis courts, depending upon where you live, some of the COV-19 restrictions are not only making it difficult to teach tennis, but even more difficult to find a doubles game or even a doubles partner. For those of you not, are not, who are not familiar with one-on-one -on -one doubles, I suggest you contact your club uh, tennis director and learn about the other tennis game. During those 20 years of coaching high school tennis, I would often take my players to one of their craft events when they were winning driving distance. And while I was never quite sure if my players enjoyed the music more than the game, for me it didn't matter. It was a great event for me to reinforce my values on one-on-one -on -one doubles drills I had incorporated in my high school tennis training. It has changed uh, a few things on one-on-one -on -one doubles, and I thought uh, it would be time to bring him on uh, so he can explain to you what how you can get involved. I think I see him here. Let me just see. Coach, are you there? Hey, yeah, hey, John, right here. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for joining us. And it's always a pleasure to be with you. I was just telling the people about one-on-one -on -one doubles, but I thought this would be a good uh, time for you to go through because – you know, the Almighty does work uh, in a way that I never understood, but I don't question. But uh, this might be the time getting the games together. I know I hear people, well, I can't even find uh, a doubles uh, partner, never mind a doubles uh, team to play against. And maybe as we look to get tennis back to where it belongs, um, you should explain how, what the game is, why you developed it. I'm sure uh, that you had enough. Uh, I, I, well, I'm not sure, and I should ask you, when you were coaching at Harvard and uh, at Clemson, I suppose you were faced with some of the same problems that I had looked at, and that is how do you get players to come to the net? But since you originally started, I see you made some changes and incorporate uh, in the tournament. So why don't you go through sure. and start the whole program for us? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of been a nice, exciting evolution from, you know, doing one-on-one -on -one doubles as a drill. I mean, it's probably one of the, probably like the favorite uh, drill for many teaching pros around the country to, you know, work cross-court with their players. And, and I know uh, when I was coaching at Clemson, uh, we, we kind of got infatuated with getting players really good at the serve and volley aspect of cross-court tennis. Uh, that first volley was always a mystery as to how, to how to get it better and get confidence with it. And so I think in the year 2004, I started this as a tournament concept with the USTA Florida section. And, uh, you know, they really did like the idea of running sanctioned tournaments with one-on-one -on -one doubles. Uh, you know, and the rules were back then – uh, to, it, it was mandatory serve and volley on both serves, and as you know, that's only really for your your you know, higher echelon players who can do that and will will want to do that. So that was exciting to do that for about maybe 14 years, and 
we did it with a you know a lot of good prize money events, uh, collegiate events, and uh, national 35 events. So we, uh, quite a few at the ITA College Coaches. Uh, we did quite a few at uh, with the USPTA. Uh, but you know it was it, it was an exciting evolution to see the the game go for about 14 years until maybe about a year and a half ago. Uh, I met with Tommy Haas and he said, "Hey, for the game really to go to the next level." where everybody's going to want to play, including us pros, it should be more, uh, um, shall we say, optional for the serve and volley, but keep, you know, cross-court singles. And, you know, how about adding in the two-point play for the winning volley and overhead? And and I said, well, wow, that, you know, a couple months later, I said, that's the way to go. And so we had quite a few tournaments with uh, the new rules, thanks to Tommy Haas uh, giving some great advice. Well, change is difficult sometimes, but like I've said on the broadcast before, it's necessary and it it can be very good, too. So uh, even uh, old people like, well, I'm not including you in it. Don't get mad at me. But, uh, you know, we can make that uh, change. But uh, the tournaments, to me, is more than – the event. This was, I always said, this was the other uh, tennis event that really, I don't think, took off a lot. I am proud of uh, USA Florida for getting involved. I remember before they did even some of the earlier ones, uh, it was open. I would take uh, my high school uh, players there because, uh, you know, selfishly. Uh, sure supported my views on uh, what was going on. But how right. uh, how can a club owner or club director uh, become a partner with, uh, you know, running one-on-one double tournaments? Uh, and uh, I know the advantages. Why don't you explain to the audience what some of those advantages would be? Yeah, sure. Uh, the club owners, uh, they can, you know, and the directors, they can run their own tournaments with one-on-one doubles. We do a real nice licensing uh, program where we advertise for the uh, for the event. We can give a lot of nice exposure to the club and the club players before the event starts with the announcement on our website. And then, um, you know, they, they pay a $76 licensing fee. Sorry, $67 which is a like a 25% uh, discount for all USPTA and PTR and ITA pros. So quite a few clubs are doing that. They're announcing their future events. And then so the clubs keep all the uh, entry fees, uh, Coach. And, uh, you know, they put on a nice three- or four-hour show with one-on-one doubles for their uh, club players. Right. And that's the nice thing about one-on-one uh, doubles is there, I, I, you can add, add do it for a club player. You could do it for, well, I shouldn't talk for you. You used to have novice programs, and, uh, and then you had uh, some very exciting uh, ITA programs with some uh, extremely good competition. So I assume what you're saying is that the club the director could decide what kind of tournament they want to play. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. 
That's correct. They can do, uh, you know, something for like a 3-0 level. I know we were going to talk about the different levels, but you got your 3-5 level for the adults. The 4-0 is a big level. Uh, you can do a junior tournament. And, you know, we always play a little bit of music, you know, John, to make, to make it a lively atmosphere. And as, as you know, we've all, even had some live bands as a celebration of the game for many years uh, kind of perform during the event. And sometimes we do it after. But that doesn't always have to be the case because, as you know, that's a little expensive to have a live band at every event. But, you know, a little music is a nice excuse to have a little party and have people uh, have a lot of fun playing and watching this uh, cross-court singles game. Well, I think the nice thing about it is a, a club gets started, and if they don't want to take a chance on the expense of the music right off the bat, they could do it. Once you get more people seeing it, I mean, I know, God, I'm trying to think the furthest I took and my kids to uh, – but, I mean, I made a couple-hour drive uh, to watch. It was a nice one. You had, you had some in Melbourne, uh, which was oh, yeah. uh, closer uh, to us. That was a short drive. But uh, once you go and you start hearing the music and the fun and you see the uh, enjoyment of everybody and you get people in your club that uh, that's not only excited about playing it, at their club or going to someplace else to play it. I think you're going to see, you know, to me, I just, when I think of one-on-one doubles, I think of the music that goes with it, and it's just such a, a fun event. I mean, it's oh, great. Yeah, well, thank you. A lot of fun. Yeah, you were at the one at the Kiwi Country Club, I believe, the Kiwi Tennis Club, which is a great uh, place. I believe you were there, or was right. it the uh, – yeah, and they, there was a great band playing, and Robert Kendrick, uh, who, who was top 50 in the uh, – I guess top 50 in the ATP back in the day. He's the guy who won that tournament, correct? Correct, right. Yeah, that, that was, was a good and time. Another one in Melbourne where you had it at uh, G-Courts, I think they called it. There was a city, the city courts. And then up in uh, Daytona you had one uh, – Oh yeah, so the one at the I'm, go, I'm going Club. back a little yeah. way now. <laughs> oh yeah, there were some great ones there. Yeah, we've had them all over the state of Florida, and uh, you know we've had quite a few around the country, different clubs around the country. It's nice to know, you know, I'm getting a lot of phone calls and texts of coaches that want to do it at their clubs now, and and of course it could get even more popular as we get some more television in the future, you know. Yeah. So that that's well, nice. Texas. Uh, I always on the high school level. I've, I've been down there a couple times. I've been blessed to speak down there once. Uh, but uh, I always said when we grew up in Florida, I wanted to be uh, if we could bring high school uh, tennis in Florida up to where uh, Texas would. I feel I accomplished something, but. I never quite right. got there, but Texas, I think, is just uh, kind of leading the way. So you're in a good place there. Oh, yeah. Let's just hope we can get rid of this COVID and people can feel good about ha- having tennis events. But great to see the uh, USTA going to be opening up uh, their tennis center. I think they just opened it up recently, and they're getting ready to run some major events out of uh, the Orlando facility. So 
and I think uh, there'll be some USDA tournaments starting up shortly. I know the UTR started up some tournaments, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. Monday they they opened up the and uh, uh, the the event in Orlando, so they'll start now. But I think the the nice thing about the one-on-one doubles, I'm not, I can't say I'm an enthusiast of some of the restrictions. I'm not. I, I'm not a doctor, so I don't understand how long you know, the virus should be on a tennis ball. But being we have that restrictions and we don't know how long it's going to be on that the, the rules they want to play for rather than walking around the corner. To me, this is an ideal game to get started with, the one-on-one doubles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's just a natural. I mean, uh the the money always gives us something good after uh, we have uh, a tragedy, and I'm just uh, well, I've always been a fan of one-on-one doubles, but I think this might be the event to help us get back on tennis uh, faster than normal. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's been a lot more interest in the one-on-one doubles now as a as just a nice uh, way to play at the clubs and. You know, of course, they, uh, to get a bunch of groups together and players together to have the official tournaments might take a little more time, as you know. But yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a nice undercurrent of interest uh, to play the game. Uh, doubles. Uh, some players are are getting maybe uh, some bravery to play some doubles, but not as many. Uh, I, I don't know if they're being encouraged to play doubles right now as much uh, as oh. singles. So. This is a singles right. game, and as you know, so that's that's got a, that's that's a plus, you know. What would be the best format you think to run a one-on-one doubles uh, tournament? You know, uh, you naturally you're always looking to create enough excitement. I mean, I have never uh, left one of your events that I just didn't feel good and. Uh, like I said in my commentary this morning, uh, bringing the high school kids players with me to a couple of those events, I was never sure, truthfully, if it was the excitement of the game that they enjoyed so much or the music. But to yeah, me, it yeah. because it was just a fun event and it reinforced what I was trying to do with the high school tennis team. So it worked. But what would be the format uh the best format that you would recommend. Yeah, you know, I like the the round-robin format where uh, everybody meets at the courts. Let's say it's a 1 o'clock start, and the tournament director gets all the players out on the court and shows them how they're going to play maybe with two matches on one court or if they want to play with just one match on a court. Do a nice little on-court presentation, and then you you have uh, a round-robin where three matches are played on one court. And so one-on-one doubles is a different presentation than doubles, as you know, because you're going to get to play all three players on your court, maybe first to four games. We've played uh, timed events where you're finished in four hours. So usually they're guaranteed three matches, uh, short sets, first to four games. No ad scoring is what we've been doing, tiebreaker at three all. Now you could play longer sets, first to six you could play no ad scoring or regular scoring just based on how mu- how much you know how much tennis you want that uh group to have 
So uh, then, uh, then the winners of each court can then go into maybe the quarterfinals or the semifinals based on your draw size, John. So, you know, depending on how many courts you have, you could have all 8 to 10 to 15 to 25 courts filled up if you want to run different divisions with one-on-one doubles. Right. Right. I see, just excuse me one second, Ed. I see uh, more people than normal uh, online here, and I just want to remind everybody, I don't take calls uh, during the uh, broadcast. So I thank you for listening, and you're welcome to stay on uh, uh, rather than uh, tune in after. Uh, but uh, I'm late getting into the 21st uh, century, and uh, me and computers are not the, uh, don't get along that well. So. Uh, well, that's nice. I, that's nice. They're on. Say they're listening to the show, then, huh? Right. Yeah. There's always an option listening live. Uh, you truthfully, uh, most of the people uh, hit the logo and listen when they want. That's was the thing that attracted me about Block Talk Radio is. I can listen uh, anytime sure. I want. Very seldom do I listen to Chuck Reese's show on Wednesday um, because I'm just too busy, but I never miss his shows. And a lot of times it's either later at night or first thing in the morning that I'm listening to it. So, but oh, I yeah, Coach Creasy's the best. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Coach Creasy, this is the game that I I learned this game from Coach Creasy when back at Clemson when we had the players uh, play this game, and then we would figure out who were the best doubles players and from seeing how they would play in this game. And then, you know, I think he was excited when he saw that I was making a true tournament format out of it. And and then he came and did the uh, commentary for our Alabama Collegiate one-on-one doubles. He and I did the commentary and had a great time. And that was aired on Fox College Sports, so that was a a real thrill to uh, work with Coach Creasy on that uh, commentary and on that TV show. Well, that was I didn't get to Alabama, but I did see the broadcast, and uh, it just uh, uh, it kind of brings me to my next uh, question because. Uh, I truthfully thought this was going to take off uh, much faster uh, uh, than it would. But what do you see as the future happening with one-on-one doubles? Well, you know, I think that it takes a lot of time for uh, a new uh, format uh, to really, you know, grow within uh, such a traditional game of tennis. And, um, you know, it's just like anything in America. Uh, It takes a usually takes a product uh, 10 to 15 to you know 20 years to make a name for itself in in the in the marketplace. So I think one-on-one doubles is going to be just in time to develop into more of its own sports property as it keeps growing into the different ranks of tennis. So I think that the future the I think the future we're going to see some more professional tennis tournaments with uh, one-on-one doubles. You'll see some of the higher level players playing some of the best players in the world competing for prize money with one-on-one doubles and and I th- and think we're going to see more television with with the game and and I think that will uh create excitement with the club players who are supporting the clubs around the country so I think it'll be a really uh, an exciting game to see grow in the next uh, decade and uh I think now's the time to truly grow it because I remember with my tennis camps they never really started 
getting going until like 15 years in. It takes it takes time, as you know, John. Right. No, that's true. It does take time, and, uh, and then your camps became the camp to go to. So you're right, and I think that the television is one of my failures when uh, I was on the board of uh, directors with the USTA Florida section was I always pushed that, and I actually almost had a contract, but the company in uh, that did it didn't cover the Miami area, and I couldn't see I could do the whole state without that. And I think today's, uh, like what Rock Talk Radio does, uh, it could be the answer. And I, I could see a one-on-one uh, doubles uh, network that you can go in when uh, you, you want to go in and watch it. One of the things I tried to do with high school tennis was that I always felt, you know, it was hard to compete because a lot of times the parents, you know, are working, they can't watch their children playing. But if you could go in and watch it when you got home from work, I mean, like uh, football, a lot of the athletic directors, when you talk to them, they don't like the Friday night uh, football being on, being broadcast. Why? Because that means they're, uh, home crowd where their revenue comes in, uh, they don't get uh, their places half full, so they're losing the revenue. But there is no revenue in uh, high school tennis, so why not listen when you can? And Block Talk Radio has been around a lot longer than I've been with it, and I think that's one of the nice things about it is that you can listen at any time you want. And uh, yeah. I have two grandsons playing uh college baseball and the nice thing about college baseball is you can watch them and even one uh, the, the older one played uh, uh, in the uh, summer league and you could even watch those and you didn't have to watch them live when I got home and wanted to see what my grandsons were doing I could go on to uh, you know Manhattan uh, college uh uh, station and uh, watch it. So I think uh, that's the, your, you know, I give you some free uh, business advice. <laughs> that that's your next connection. You got to get your own one-on-one network. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. That. Well, thank you. That. Hopefully, that's coming and people will be able to see a lot more of the uh, events uh, real soon on uh, on the internet and hopefully on television too. So I think that's where the game's going to grow. Uh, people need to be aware of it a little bit more. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of the teaching pros and the college coaches are, are uh, you know, big uh, proponents of the game, and, and you couldn't ask for anything more than that, you know? Right. But I think sometimes just seeing, I always – I have my own theory uh, – with uh, uh, doing group lessons, I always felt, and this is a personal view, I'm going to get a lot of people mad at me, but uh, men uh, don't like to be coached. Like uh, uh, Davis Cup don't have a coach, they have a captain. Uh, on the women's side, uh, yes, they have a coach, but uh, not on the men. And uh, during the team playing in clubs that I used to work with a lifetime ago, you would see the men have their wives going to uh, 
the clinics and everything, the team clinics, and they they're taking notes. But God forbid they would take a group lesson. You know what I mean? Women do that. So we got to get the uh, we've got to get people seeing it on TV. We got to get people uh, going out and understanding what it's about. And, and I think as a coach, it just supports what you're teaching. It isn't John Denise telling you to do this. You're watching and you're saying, "Gee, these people are doing the same thing that Crass talks about." And oh, I yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it, it's uh, it's just going to be. Um nice for the game to grow as an alternative to singles and doubles and it is growing already and i think for it to get uh television friendly and more professionals behind it that that that'll be the the next uh the next project but um i think that's that's going to make it even more exciting when it can be a revenue generator for uh for the networks you know and so that that that'll help the game grow a lot as well so we'll see how how that goes in in today's COVID times, but who knows? We might just sneak in there and and um, and and you know make some more appearances so people can see the game. You know. Yeah, well, that would be a blessing. Let me ask you a, a question. I know this has been a terrible year for uh, your camps, but usually your camps you got such a great schedule uh, there. But uh, do you incorporate uh, one-on-one uh, games when you do that? I mean, as if you know, well, it's a learning experience, but it's also, I think, a great fun thing. To, uh, I know this year was a bummer, but do you normally incorporate that as part of your? Yes, camp? absolutely. Yeah, we do. We do it all the time at our camps. We always uh, have the winners move up and the learners move down. Nice competitions, to like twenty-five minute rounds on each court and the coaches will work with the uh, players on one-on-one doubles and they'll get to play each player like a tiebreaker and uh, whoever uh, gets the most points wins that court and they move up a court and uh, it's a great way to keep the players motivated and working on those skills and coming forward and coming to the net and working on trying to get those two-point plays with the winning volleys and overheads that the opponent cannot touch. So it does promote that part of the game, makes it exciting. And I think that's what uh, makes the coaches really excited about it still is that it does have that, that little extra two point uh, reward for players because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't see much net play anymore in tennis, you know? No, no, you don't. No, Not you as don't. much. So you know, now, it, it was and especially it was, on the woman's side, and I think you know it's just uh, you know they're uh, probably they're looking to take advantage of the opportunity as soon as they can. So I mean, I think there there is a difference in the game, and and one on one doubles is a, a game in itself, and you know which is important. Exactly. So you know, it's uh, it'll be nice to keep growing the game, and uh, it, I'm I'm finding that it's getting a lot more popular now with the clubs, and and uh, who knows, maybe we'll see a lot more with some of these USTA events. And I'm excited about it. I'm just hoping that we can get through these COVID times where we can have some of these bigger events because that's what one-on-one doubles is. When we have tournaments, they're always bigger events with groups of 30 to 100 players. You know. And not not right. counting the fans that come come with it, right? Well, that's good too. Let me ask you just one more. I appreciate the time, but uh, 
I think we talked about where we've, uh, you know, where you've come from and everything. But I think you ought to, let's go over again. How to, how does the club owner or club director uh, become a one-in-one doubles tournament? How do they contact you? I think it's time for a little commercial for one-on-one doubles. We've gone yeah, through well, the sure. history. Yep. They can just call uh, our phone line or they can email uh, uh, the phone line. Here's 813-684-9031. And the email's one-on-one doubles at Yahoo. I think they've got the website at one-on-one doubles. Spell it all out. O-N-E-O-N-O-N-E-D-O-U-B-L-E-S. One-on-one doubles.com. It's getting a lot of hits every day. People can read about the game, some of the past events, the rules. Um, it's it's got a it's got a nice trademark and uh, and patent that uh, is licensed now for sixty seven dollars per club tournament. Uh, that does, of course that's not a a, a prof- for a professional event, and of course that would be a different um, a partnership. But for a, a, a like a smaller club tournament, I think it's a great way for these clubs to create more excitement with a a third version of tennis. And uh, the revenue stream, I think, could be great with the entry fees. And, you know, the pro can, you know, get get players excited about how to play the game in their clinics, get people to sign up, and maybe even bring outsiders in to make it a bigger draw. Right. Okay. And uh, I will actually take our broadcast after I get and uh, post uh, on -on one-on-one Doubles. One and one and one and one doubles is is it on Facebook too? Uh, uh, yep. It's uh, well, let's see. It's it's the website is up. We've got um, yep. We have a Facebook page. Uh, we don't let we do a lot with that, but we do have a nice website which announces, you know, where all the events have been held, where they're going to be held. Uh, and so, you know, people can get in touch with us through the website mainly. And then the okay, Facebook is good, just, and then, of course, getting in touch with me is no problem. Yeah. What I was just thinking of, for those of you listening, uh, if your club director is not familiar or asked, uh, I was going to just suggest I would post this on your Facebook page, and they could... Those of you that are listening now, uh, if you're interested, could tell your uh, club director that you know what do you think of this idea. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, hear- so right, it, it it's going to take. I mean, usually it's going to be somebody who's heard about it. They see that it's not such a hard thing to do. It's not rocket science. Uh, it, it'll, it, it's going to be, you know, it kind of grows, um, with people that have seen it on TV or they've seen some of the videos or they've been to some of the events, uh, for somebody to try it, who's never seen it or heard of it, it was going to be pretty impossible because they probably wouldn't have the interest, you know? Right. Well, is there anything else you would like to cover? We got a little time left. Uh, do you think we've covered the whole thing? Is yeah, no, we've you- covered it. I think that's nice that you had um, that you had me on to talk a little bit about uh, the game and and where it's headed. And we've got, uh, I think, a lot of uh, a lot of partners out there and friends that uh, are excited about the growth of the game. And and uh, we'll see where we can take it from here. You know. 
Well, I think uh, I've always believed in it, and uh, I still do. And uh, knowing you and watching uh, what you've done with uh, your uh, camps and everything with all college uh, uh, coaches working with you, uh, I know this is going to be just as successful as uh, that has. And uh, you know, this year is just one of those years, but uh, right. we'll talk about it uh, later on, and uh, we'll we'll overcome the the year. There's no two ways about it. And I think I'm uh, like I remind everybody you'll get my biased views, and one of the reasons I thought Ed should be on uh, is truthfully because I think for getting back into tennis. Uh, this is one of the fastest ways that we can uh, get into it, getting uh, people uh, into the game. That most of the, let's face it, most of tennis is played in a doubles format. Now, with the restrictions on uh, most of the, well, I won't say most of the country, I don't know the whole country, but much of the country. Uh, and the plan, I know even the, uh, to sit there and give a lesson uh, and where, where I live, uh, you know, quite frankly, I'm not doing it. I'm on the uh, Park and Recreation Commission, so I'm not going to violate any rules, but the restrictions they put on, <laughs> it's going to be a while before I'm on the court. They're going to have to lift. But I, I could do the one-on-one doubles, so that's to me, which makes it exciting. It's a, a way for us to get this game going again, and I do think we have to get the game going again. So, Ed, I'm going to let you uh, close out uh, the next few minutes on whatever you like to sit there and talk about. Oh, it's real nice of you, John. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just hoping we can get uh, uh, people uh, feeling safe and uh and getting out and about and uh, playing some tennis and 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 do, and going about their normal daily life. It's a shame that the numbers keep increasing here in Florida like they are. And I think a lot of people are so itch, itch, itchy to get out and and do the regular thing that they always wanted to do. I know I miss the live music. I miss the sporting events. Of course, I miss the tennis events. But uh, I think if people can stay patient and uh, well, wow, that you know, and, and really stay safe. That it's going to be great. I, um, you know, just get it, don't get the COVID. That that's the main thing. And as far as these no, protests no. go, you know, we we you know, I think the protests are uh, have been uh, pr- pretty incredible. As long as there's no looting, uh, the looting you lose the message. But uh, yeah. I always feel I always feel like it's uh, very important to be fair and just and be respectful and be loving to uh, everybody out there. So. You know, I think that's what one-on-one doubles is all about, and of course, our CTA camps have been about. Uh, you know, we we've been operating with love and respect for everybody, regardless of race, uh, gender, or uh, you know, religion. So, you know, I'm I'm hoping that uh, the world can keep evolving into a better world and and a safer world, and we want to live in peace and harmony the rest of our life. You know, whatever years we have here, so. One-on-one doubles is just a game to to get everybody together on the same planet with a lot of love and in their heart and, and, and excitement to compete and and have fun with each other. 
And that's what it should be about is having fun. And we've got to have fun. Uh, once we get in the ride and it's not fun and there's, uh, you know, life is not meant to be easy, but it's crazy to make it harder on ourselves by destroying things and building over again. So it's just, uh, you know, the great thing with the one-on-one doubles is we're not looking to build over again. The game has been established uh, not by uh, not as many people playing it as we would like to yet, uh, but it is a great game, and it's a game that uh, – you can make adjustments with to just like you did, and uh, and it's a game one if you uh, you know at the level depending on the level that you're playing on, uh, you could set it up the way you want to set it up, and uh, that's uh, if you're a selfish person like me. Uh, when the 20 years I coached high school tennis, I was I had my own narrative I was getting across and. Uh, one-on-one doubles, you know, was a great tool for me to support uh, that narrative that uh, I was promoting. Absolutely. Well, Ed, I thank you for being on the program. I do, thank you, John. Uh, next, week, uh, next week I do have uh, Mark Werland on. We have a uh, coming from Ireland. Uh, beyond the program, because I do think we have to Great. think about how do we get the uh, tennis going again. And uh, he's a great, he is a great promoter of uh, tennis, and uh, he's been a uh, came a PTR member. And there uh, so you and his uh, like one-on-one doubles that can be played all over the years. Uh, his coaches' uh, opportunities are all over the world, too. So, uh, as you can see, I have my own narrative, too, and that is uh, let's get uh, tennis back on the road and, uh, safely as we can and uh, as quickly as we can. Absolutely. And thanks for having me today, John, on the show. Okay, and thank you for giving up your time. You always were Dear, I appreciate the uh, times you supported us with the Florida High School Tennis Coaches uh, Association, and uh, I thank you, Ed. You have a blessed week now. My, so my pleasure, I'll John. I'll off now, folks, and uh, I hope you tell your friends about it, and we will be uh, posting the broadcast on what other uh, the coaches association. And remember that you can uh, sign in at any uh time you want. Just uh, you'll see the yellow ball logo. Just hit it and it'll take you to the broadcast. Have a blessed week now. I look forward to talking with you again next week. Bye-bye.